You know, the last time we checked in with Dallas-based Cyrus One, they were a public company. The roots of this company are really interesting. I mean, in essence, they're a, a real estate investment trust. They own data centers. But uh, they used to be owned by Cincinnati Bell. They picked up and relocated here and renamed them Cyrus One. Now they're private. And uh, for us, anyway, a brand-new CEO has taken over, Eric Schwartz, who joins us right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, David. Glad to be here. I just sort of encapsulated about 15 or 20 years worth of history of this company, I guess, in about 20 seconds. But it is interesting. This thing started out with Cincinnati Bell. Um, actually, it started before Cincinnati Bell um, in uh, in Houston. And that was really where the company started with uh, with its founders, including David Ferdman. And then the opportunity came to combine with Cincinnati Bell. And that uh, gave the company some scale and also took it into new markets and increased the ambition. And then ever since then, it's been a matter of uh, growing the business and taking uh, taking the right steps to uh, really capitalize on the opportunities that the, the company had and participate in the growth of all the infrastructure that goes around the digital world that exists today. And the digital world, I mean, the need for data centers probably started about that time, I guess, with the guys in Houston starting this out. But the growth has been phenomenal and, and worldwide. Are you up to, is it 40 centers now? Uh, I think we've actually cleared 50, and we've got more under construction. Wow. So we're um, we're not only growing in terms of number of sites, but the sites that we're building are now larger scale, uh, just to keep up with the demands that our customers have and the uh, capabilities and applications that they're deploying. So I saw you were in Spain. I already in in Germany. I guess Frankfurt, London, Amsterdam, Paris, um, and obviously in the U.S. So running a company, your background originally, you're in real estate business. So is this, in essence, just, I mean, it's a real estate investment trust. Is this just a real estate business that instead of owning apartments or storage facility owns owns data centers? So I started my career in real estate actually here in Dallas with the Trammell Crow Company. Um, and then uh, my career has taken me in a couple different directions. Uh, one of those was working uh, in the earlier days of the Internet and dealing with the infrastructure that went into building the Internet uh, when I was based in Atlanta. And this business, the data center business and the services that we provide are really the combination of a real estate business. And we are a real estate investment trust with the the knowledge and the requirements that go into building Internet and broader IT infrastructure. And so we exist at the intersection of those two. And I'm both, uh, well, largely by uh, good fortune, my background combined both of those two and positioned me to, to step into this role here at Cyrus One and bring knowledge from both sides, uh, which applies to our business. Well, it is, uh, I mean, it, it's a sensitive business in the sense that it's got to be really secure, I would guess. You can't go around losing data centers. No, and, and we never have lost one, and I don't expect that we will. Um, but security is is uh, critical to the business. The security of protecting the infrastructure to make sure that uh, nothing happens to it and that nothing's, uh, nothing's broken or stolen or the like, we take very seriously. And as you 
even as you approach uh, any Cyrus One facility, you can see there's external security with fences and cameras and the like. But then in, inside the building, there's also additional levels of security uh, that ensures that only the right people are in the right places touching the right things. And then combined with security is the critical element of making sure that the facilities operate 24 hours a day, 365 days a year, because this infrastructure, whether it's the internet or the cloud or the like, uh, we expect it to be there and available all the time. And we invest a significant amount in the design and resilience of these facilities to ensure that our customers uh, have uh, continuity and stability in their operations, uh, serving their customers. And that's, that's crucial because, uh, you know, none of us, uh, operate or expect any of this, uh, infrastructure or capability to go down at any time. And the data center industry and Cyrus One in particular play a critical link in that chain of ensuring that yeah. that stays available. Yeah. I mean, you can't, have any Chinese balloons floating or you're over your facilities, I guess. But the other thing is you've got to have, I mean, you've got to, you've got to be sure it be on all the time. You can't have like, you know, about the outage we had a couple of years ago down here with electricity, you've got to have steady power and generators and, and lots of redundancy. Yes. We, um, you know, we, we take the power from the grid like everybody else. But then in addition to that, we supplement that with large banks of batteries that in the event that the, the grid power, the public power were to drop off, uh, the batteries supply power to keep the buildings running. And that gives us time to start up a fleet of diesel generators that we have at each site. And those generators can provide us uh, power and at the site for, you know, days if necessary. And then we have arrangements in place that if we should we have to run longer as we did back uh, in the winter storms, um, then we can get refilled and refueled and continue running on those generators until uh, the, the grid comes back online and can support uh, not only the, the power that we're consuming, but also the, the power in the broader area. You know, I, I you all have had quite a growth spurt, at least from my notes, because I, I had you with 40, and now you're up to 50 centers. That's 25% increase. But you've also got some deep pockets out there, Colbert, Kravis, Roberts, and Global Infrastructure Partners, uh, owning the company. So does that fuel still more growth to come? Absolutely. Uh, these facilities um, are take a lot of capital to build uh, and deliver. And as we continue to build them, not only more of them, but build them larger, that requires even more capital. And so having the sponsorship from KKR and from Global Infrastructure Partners, uh, as well as you know, the, just the broader capital structure of the company, uh, positions us to keep up with demand from, you know, the largest technology companies in the world who, you know, their business is growing and they're counting on us and probably some of our competitors to, to be able to keep up with them. And, uh, it takes a lot of capital. It also takes quite a bit of technical expertise because these facilities are, uh, engineered to, you know, just a, a very high, uh, standard to ensure that they continue to run and operate as they need to. Um, and, you know, just the construction and assembly of these facilities is a strong technical discipline unto itself. And so we're one of the few companies in the world that have that expertise. And, you know, that's why our customers continue to depend on us. You know, it's interesting. So you say build, 
build as opposed to acquiring existing data centers because there are lots of data centers around. You prefer to build? Yes, no, that's that's our core. Uh, we are operating the data centers that we own on behalf of our customers, and then we have an entire operation that's identifying new sites for new land sites to acquire, working with you know the local authorities and the power company to make sure that the site is both permitted and appropriate zoning and the like, has the power, access to power that it needs. And then, you know, we're not a construction company ourselves. We work with a series of partners yeah. and suppliers. But the discipline that goes into ensuring that a facility is built correctly goes through a very rigorous commissioning process to make sure that everything's operating and ready to go. Because once we turn one of these buildings on, the goal is that you never turn it off. Yeah, I, ideally. It, it, but, you know, most all, and I, I guess it's a commodity, but I mean, real estate, I mean, they overbuild. You know, you overbuild apartments for an area or something like that. This is one area where it seems like you almost can't overbuild because the growth is just geometric in demand for the cloud. Um, there's no end in sight <laughs> for demand for this, is there? Uh, no, I don't think so. I, I, uh, having lived through a couple of real estate cycles myself, I don't want to tempt, <laughs> tempt fate here. But you know, the, the demand continues to be quite strong, and it's demand from the the large technology companies that we all think about. But it's also from large companies, whether they're auto companies or manufacturers or banks or the like. They all have their requirements and. To some degree, they're leveraging technology companies in the cloud, but they still also have a lot of their own infrastructure, and they they need the security and reliability and capabilities that we provide as well. And so, the um, the the demand is strong and it continues to grow. I mean, it's new new applications even coming out on uh, on phones. It's new capabilities being deployed yeah. inside of companies lately. You know, there's a lot of buzz and talk about artificial intelligence, all of that capability is coming from data centers. And the more that it gets uh, developed and used and, and deployed, that drives uh, even further demand so the, uh, for us in the industry. So and the cloud just it, keeps getting bigger and bigger. Well, bigger and bigger and more distributed. So we're, you know, we're operating in a number of cities across the United States. As you mentioned, we're in a number of cities in, in Europe and you know, as, uh, as time goes by here in the near future, we'll be announcing even more cities where we'll have presence. And that's really about keeping keeping pace with the demands that our customers have and, and the plans that they have. I think this is fascinating. Let me ask you one more question, and i got about 30. But So I would assume there has to be redundancy. If I'm a company and, and I'm using a data center of yours in Paris, I want to be sure in case, I, you know, something happens to it, that there's a backup. So, I mean, do you take, am I your client for that too? I mean, do you have, do I run backup in, in Amsterdam to cover an outage in Paris? Um, well, first I'm going to knock on wood and say we're not going to have an outage well, in Paris, um, but everybody has to plan ahead. Right. And the, the way you plan ahead uh, depends on the technology and the applications that you're operating. And so, as a financial institution, you may be subject to laws that restrict where you can move the data that you have uh, between countries, um, or uh, as a, um, I don't know, a social media company, you may be subject to 
uh, privacy regulations in Europe or the United States that would limit how you could move it. Um, and then the, the counter to that is that if you are going to have a backup for your facility in Paris, you need to maintain the synchronization between your backup facility and your primary facility. And you need to be close enough to that uh, primary facility so that you can move the data back and forth, which happens at the speed of light. But even at the speed of light, distance matters. And so if you're doing something that requires a lot of synchronization, you may actually be on the north side of Paris and the south side of Paris and uh, pairing your facilities that way. And so there's a lot of engineering that goes into this, both in, at the building and the facility level, which we do, but then at the technology level and the software level, which is what our customers take care of. There, there are a few more variables than your normal real estate investment trust in this. Aaron Schwartz is the CEO of Cyrus One. It's good to, good to spend some time with you. Thank you very much, sir. Thanks so much, David. Glad to be here. Thanks for more of a conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.